Carrion, DC, Marvel, Boom, IDW, and Image Comics, Halt Nouveau Comics on Main Street in Canandaigua are the purveyors of fine graphic narratives, sequential art, records, and stuff. Bubba Bow Wow, designs for your large and small breed dog. You can find Bubba Bow Wow's fun and unique designs online at BubbaBowWow.com or Faraday Chocolat in Fairport. Unique Toy Shop on South Main Street in Canandaigua has been family-owned and operated for decades and features all sorts of children's, toddler, and baby toys, games, books, and novelties. As we grow, as a kids' boutique and consignment shop in Main Street in Canandaigua, where you'll find high-quality kids' clothes, books, games, and more, all at affordable prices. So, hey, this is the first podcast. Um, I've been meaning to do these uh, for a while, and um, it's only appropriate that we start the podcast for the shows with um, the segments that started the show, which is the Tall Tales of Rock and Bee. And uh, one of the first ones I did, um, I believe it was the second one, uh, was Boots, Boots, and More Bag Boots, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, you might hear some uh, background traffic, but I came to a place that inspired uh, the, uh, <laughs> the story, and um, it's a true story. And the reason that I'm doing these podcasts is 90% of the quote-unquote fictional uh, content that you'll see in this company is really based on my surreal, insane life that I've lived. Um, and, uh, some of it is very close to the bone and you might say, well, that's crazy. That couldn't have happened, but I assure you, <laughs> um, it did. Now, boots and boots and more bag boots, certainly not that crazy of a story, but I think it's something that, uh, anybody our age can relate to. I am going on 50 and, um, it seems to be that particular episode. We have more adults, uh, that tend to watch it, uh, than kids. Um, and the kids certainly appreciate it, but I've literally had people walk up to me and say, boots, boots, boots. So it's just something that's funny. If you've had it happen to you, uh, you can completely understand. So without further ado, let's get into this. So when I was a kid, uh, my parents, uh, you know, we did all right. We owned a restaurant, but we didn't have a lot of money and there was three kids to take care of and kids are expensive. So uh, we would get these uh, moon boots and I don't even know if these are um, available anymore. Uh, it's kind of like an UGG um, and ugly, uh, I guess. Um, but they literally look like moon boots that the astronauts wore. They're just this, uh, aberration of footwear that, uh, kids all had to contend with, uh, in my neighborhood. So, um, I would, um, I think I lost two pairs, uh, or sorry, two individual uh, boots. Uh, and by losing them, uh, you'll understand. Now you could say, well, how could you lose a boot? But the point of this is, uh, in my neighborhood, and I'm sure my mom did it, um, or my grandma did it to my mom, and I know several uh, moms and, and kids in my neighborhood that had this happen. So uh, the boots were cheap, right? And they didn't last very long, and your feet inevitably uh, would get wet because the seams would split, and you get dry rot on this cheap plastic material uh, from the 70s um, all, all along the seams. And in order to keep our feet dry, and this is something that goes back probably to the 40s and 30s, our parents would save the Wonder Bread bag 
uh, uh, from uh, from the bread that we would purchase, and they would strap them onto your feet with uh, rubber bands. And the funny thing is, every mom would overdo uh, the rubber bands, and you'd literally feel like you're losing circulation in your feet. Uh, they would wrap the bags uh, and, uh, and tie them onto your or uh, bend them onto your calf so strongly. So. Uh, honestly, probably half of my friends had to contend with this. Um, now, if you had a normal boot, right, and it was able to be tightened properly and so forth, generally you wouldn't lose them. But the kids with moon boots, uh, my family in particular, uh, so the boots, they were always, they were just um, like a sleeve, like a really loose sleeve. You just couldn't get them tight. And I don't ever remember moon boots having ties, actually. I think there were uh, top ties. I don't think, the whole point of it was just this lazy sleeve that you just slide your foot into. And it was supposed to have this great uh, insulation property, but it never really worked very well. Um, so long story short, uh, you know, my mom would uh, give us uh, these moon boots and uh, put the Wonder Bread bags on. We'd put the boots on and the boots were already like Teflon on the interior because it was this polyester uh, sleeve material that you'd slide your foot in. So even under normal circumstances, these things were slippery. But if you put a piece of plastic a bag inside your foot to put it inside his boots. Uh, it was slick and the slightest little resistance, the boot would generally pop off. So, well, how do you lose a boot, right? And in the episode, uh, B's playing and his uh, boot uh, gets stuck and his uh, leg overcompensates and the boot flies off and into the pond it goes. And this literally happened to me uh, once, um, although I didn't get to retrieve my boot uh, and the pond that the boot was lost in is still there. <laughs> and I'm sure the boot's still there at the bottom of the pond somewhere. But uh, it literally happened uh, just like you see it. Um, I used to, um, there was a woods uh, in the back of, uh, well, not in the back, actually, it's across the road. Um, and anybody from uh, West Seneca, um, the uh, fields um, along uh, Southwestern and Lidecker, uh in that uh, corner there, there was probably a good, oh gosh, I don't even know, three or 400 acres um, that this uh, man had owned. Um, and uh, we called him Geezer because <laughs> nobody knew his name, uh, Old Man Geezer. And uh, he owned the pond and the property. And I've written several stories, and I have a book series that I've written um, about this property, too. It was magical, and I'll talk about that um, a lot. And hopefully I'll have some guests on that uh, were back there with me throughout the years. Um, but I would spend... I You know, I sometimes feel like I spent every day there. And of course, that's not true. But I spent a good majority of my time back there. And uh, probably half the time I was by myself. I knew those woods like you know your neighborhood. I knew every bush and tree and hill and uh, ravine. And <clears throat> it was just wonderful. But um, that is exactly what happened. What happened to be uh, in that particular episode happened to me. I was playing back there. I was building a snow fort, not a snowman. And uh, I was chasing a rabbit or something. And uh, I lost my step, hit a log, and I overcompensated. And the boot literally shot off my foot like a rocket. Uh, honestly, it looked like it went 50 yards. Of course, it didn't go that far. But uh, the... Um, uh, the hill that I was headed down uh, just accentuated this whole episode. So, and I almost, you know, I was kind of tumbling forward and I hit this log and it jerked me back and I, I 
you know, pull my leg uh, forward quick, the boot just went chung, and just flew into the pond. And I could not, and I did, uh, you know, you see me um, climbing out on a bow. Uh, I totally, totally did that, but I could not get my boot. Um, so, and we would always <laughs> lose our boots. And uh, the funny thing is, uh, this would, uh, we'd probably lose a good dozen boots between maybe 20 of us kids in my neighborhood every season. And uh, as soon as the snow melted and the thaw occurred, you would find <laughs> the boots, uh, which is pretty awesome to tell you the truth um, and kind of funny. So, uh, yeah, and you know, in uh, the Tall Tales of Rock and Bee, um, my dad, uh, is really rock. My dad was just a wonderful man, uh, but a very boom, uh, very subsonic, let's say, voice. Uh, and you didn't want to piss him off uh, because just the yell alone would be enough to put the fear of God in you. So, uh, you know, um, if I had retrieved my boot, I would have probably hit it and it probably would have uh, stunk up my closet or wherever I chose to hide it because I just didn't want to get in trouble and uh, listen to my dad, uh, which was the case for a lot of kids, right? So, <clears throat> yeah, so it's all true. Um, and I'm sure that this happened across the board. And, you know, it's so easy when you're back. We would go back a good mile. Uh, the snow was super deep. And generally, because nobody would ever walk on it, you would get this almost crust of, uh, you know, the precipitation, the rain and the snow would kind of get this like a little melt and uh, the snow underneath it would be nice and uh, loose. So the boot would just break through, go down, you try to pull it up and sometimes you just couldn't get it up. And if you were near uh, the pond, uh, it was over. And there's quite a few areas back there that we would uh, hike in um, that you would <laughs> see the majority of, uh, of the boots, um, <laughs> in the springtime. So that's about it. Uh, it's podcast number one. I appreciate you guys listening to this. Um, hopefully that gives you a little insight into the story and where it came from and uh, a little bit of my life. Um, like I said, um, we're going to be doing these for, uh, every single one. I might do, um, additional podcasts. The mood strikes me. Um, you know, it's hard to find time to do this. Uh, but I think it's important and, uh, you know, I've been doing this now back here for four years and some of those episodes have really taken on a life of their own and they're getting popular on their, you know, their own accord. So I thought it'd be nice to kind of supplement, um, and give some background to them. Um, they all do stem from stories that I've written, so I'll eventually get those published as well. Uh, the stories are, um, a little more humorous and obviously like all, uh, narratives like that, they uh, encapsulate a lot more than I could possibly communicate through the show. So uh, that's about it. Um, it is really hot today. Uh, <laughs> the contrast of talking about uh, the winter and uh, the uh, pre-summer months here is uh, is kind of funny um, as well. But um, as I said in my vlog today, Garrison Keeler always talks about us needing the contrast in life, you know, to be able to appreciate anything. Um, and I can tell you from experience, that's true. I didn't start to appreciate small towns where I came from, um, the Western New York region until I had traveled extensively through uh, New England and through California. So, um, you know, again, it's the contrast, it's the distance, uh, that I think gives life, um, to a lot of this. And on that note, um, we're going to wrap this up today and I'm going to go uh, do some business. And I thank you very much for listening and I'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye.